Code Fund Podcast Network. This is Chaos Cast, the Chaos Community Podcast, where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community health, elevating conversations about metrics, analytics, and software from the Community Health Analytics Open Source Software, or short Chaos Project, to wherever you like to listen. Welcome to this episode. This podcast is brought to you by your friends at Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. Get started on Linode today by going to linode.com chaos. On the panel today are Don Foster. Hello there. Matt Germanprey. Hello. Matt Broberg. Hey, everybody. And myself, Georg Link. Hi, everyone. Let's start by introducing who we are and what the Chaos Project is and why we are starting this podcast. Don, do you want to go first? Yes, I'm happy to. So I'm Don Foster. I have been in this industry for more than 20 years, and I've been working on open source software for most of that time. I am currently at VMware where I'm the open source community strategy lead. So I spend a lot of time thinking about open source communities, which is something I've been really passionate about. And I started getting passionate about open source software communities back in the early 2000s when I was at Intel and I was asked to evaluate a bunch of open source developer tools and Linux tools to see which ones might be strategic for Intel in the long term when it came to porting to new processors and things like that. And I started looking at these projects and I was like, how does this even work? Like all of these people just randomly throw stuff together and somehow they end up with something that not only works, but works really, really well. When I first started looking at it, I was a little mystified by it. And then once you start actually looking at the communities, you realize that there's all this structure, there are maintainers, there's committers, there's all this stuff going on and all of this structure that isn't necessarily obvious when you're looking at it from the outside. So I started getting really fascinated by open source communities and I managed to somehow finagle that into a full-time job that I've been doing for, for many years now. But my interest in open source metrics really came out of feeling a need to sort of justify my own existence. So as, you know, typically sort of the only community person responsible for, for open source, I was constantly justifying why they, why they needed me and why they should continue to pay me to do things. And this was at various different companies. So I spent a lot of time gathering data and having metrics where I could say, this is, you know, this is why it's important. And not just having the the data and the metrics, but one of my big drivers for having data is being able to tie it back to the strategy of the company. So gathering data for data's sake is fine. That's kind of a hobby of mine. So that's kind of fun. I like it. But uh, when it comes to being able to justify what you're doing for your business, You need to be able to tie that data back to the business goals. You need to be able to say, this is what we're doing. This is what our numbers are. This is why it's important. And this is how it reflects back to the company. So that's been something that I've been been focused on a lot. And that's been, uh, to be honest, I've spent the last couple of weeks at, at VMware actually gathering a bunch of data and looking at how we can better measure the health of all of the open source projects. So, you know, with the Pivotal acquisition and other acquisitions, we now have a lot more open source projects at VMware than they used to. And so being able to figure out which ones are 
which ones are healthy and don't really need any help, whereas which ones could use some improvement and how do we how do we figure that out and how do we use data to do that? So that's been my big focus. That is super interesting, Don. And I think that's uh, something we will hear a lot about, how do we justify the existence and the work that we're doing. And I can, I can share my story real quick. Yeah, please. So my journey into open source, I'll start at the very beginning here. The first project that I was involved in, it was the openoffice.org project, which was started by Sun Microsystems, but then Oracle bought Sun. And so the community was left hanging in the air a little bit. And it was, it, it regrouped itself under the Document Foundation, which they started themselves and the LibreOffice now. And this experience of having a resilient, healthy community that just can go off and do its own thing. Super fascinated me. And when I started my PhD work a couple of years ago, and I ran into Matt Germanprey, who is here today, I, I got the opportunity to dive into this interest on what is it that makes communities so healthy. And through this work is that we started the Chaos Project to understand metrics. And now I'm at Perturgia which is a company out of Spain that has been providing metrics and analytics for a software development projects and open source projects for the last eight years. And so I'm always looking for new and better ways to use metrics in this space. So that's my history. That's awesome, Georg. I'll jump in next. So Matt Broberg, again, you're going to have lots of mats rolling across the panel. So hopefully you'll start to associate voices And my story with metrics is completely in that corporate context of I fell in love with community management kind of early on. I was in tech support at a large storage vendor that is now no longer existing. But in there, I found that I can build these communities of people that I I truly enjoy. They're just nerds that are trying to teach each other and are just like the best coworkers you don't actually have next to you in the cube. It's like your, your own choice of people you want to spend time with on the internet. And in doing so, I built this program. I launched it. I got some corporate funding behind it. And they liked it for a bit. And then eventually, it was deemed to not be worthwhile anymore. And I didn't understand why. Because I was still finding value and my community was still finding value. And kind of told myself, there, there is some sort of math happening that is far below the surface and way out of my space. So I just knew I had to understand how do businesses actually value the intangible benefits of trust and community and and that energy that you get from being around people that you give a, a big hug to because you truly like them. But also there's business value in there for sure because we're all relationship builders and sales has been doing that forever. But if, as soon as you're not immediately selling something, it gets tricky to measure, I guess. So I've gotten into metrics way before I got into open source. It was really out of that necessity. And the open source came later, only about six years ago, I was able to get a job focused on open source. And I didn't really understand the depth of what that meant yet. I was a developer advocate for a project and measuring all the wrong things to make that job effective, which I've got spreadsheets to show and conversations on that. 
But what I, I just fell in love with the ability for people to solve their own problem, that you didn't have to be this expert developer and be and understand the depth of like the PhD level work going into this NoSQL database. Like you can just open a pull request to documents or a pull request to the demos and make those better as users. And you didn't have to file a ticket and pray that someday somebody might get back to you. You were like in the trenches with everybody and it, you know, lo and behold, that fosters more community connection. And that's what's motivated my career and uh, the type of work I like doing. So the intersection of open source and the community work brought me towards Batergia and what is now the, the Chaos Project. And I'm really excited to get this podcast off the ground and, and start capturing more stories of, of that and understanding how people are doing this successfully. Thank you, Matt. The other Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm Matt german Prey, and I'm a professor at the University of Nebraska Omaha and the College of Information Science and Technology. And I kind of come at this from a slightly different angle than what has been discussed um, so far. So I, I've been involved in, in open source for quite a while now. And where it started for me was um, I was running a class and I had a seminar class. And one of the seminar sessions was going to be on open source, you know, so like three just talking about open source. And I was still in the mindset of open source kind of stemming from its egalitarian roots, right? The make the world a better place kind of space. And so as part of the seminar series, I had um, Brian Warner, I had in class, a former student um, in class, come and give a guest talk virtually about open source. Then he explained about corporate engagement with open source. And it absolutely blew my mind. I had no idea such a thing existed. Right. And so this was back when the Linux Foundation was about eight projects. So this is pretty early on in the day when corporate engagement was really just starting to get going. So leaving that class after I I left that class, I reached out to Brian. I said, that was the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. We should write a grant to explore this. And so we wrote a grant to the National Science Foundation that got funded to explore the changing nature of open source work, particularly with the involvement of, of corporations and, and what, that, what that means. Um, and so we did this project for, for many years over the course of you know, five years, kind of exploring the space. Met a lot of great people along this path, really kind of saw the explosion of, of this type of engagement in open source over those years. So this was back in, gosh, 2010 you know, 2009. So this was kind of early, even in today's day. So we got to see this, this, this rapid growth of, of corporate engagement. Um, through, through a lot of these connections, we started kind of exploring why and how companies are engaged. Those were our two primary driving questions. And honestly, the, the big reason at the time for why companies were engaged was, well, everybody else is doing it. So probably we should do it too. There's probably some value in there. Matt, I think that's called strategy. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make a lot of sense to me. There was just something deeper there. So again, through a series of, of connections, then just through a series of, of kind of meeting people, we found support through the Alfred Sloan Foundation to begin to explore a little bit more under the hood of, of what engagement looks like um, and how we can understand it better. And that's really what has led me to metrics. So it's all about understanding this new type of engagement within open source 
and metrics are clearly playing an important role as to how organizations understand open source, how we as people understand engagement in open source, um, to really help kind of reveal the workings of, of what's going on here. So that was that was my <laughs> my involvement here in the chaos project. That's such a cool origin story, Matt, and uh, <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a perfect combination of happenstance and like incredible curiosity and and. Yes finding the combination of those two. So, I mean, given your history and depth of this, could you maybe give a quick overview of what the Chaos Project is and why it exists? Yeah, sure. So like I had mentioned, we were funded to explore this and Georg will remember this story. So we were at the Open Source Leadership Summit, the Linux Foundation Leadership Summit, which at the time might have still been called the CoLab Summit. And we were on a one-year grant to kind of explore this community health issue and this, these vague, vague ideas of, of what that might mean. And there was a birds of a feather board, you know, like where you write down topics or areas of interest that aren't necessarily on the schedule, but maybe there'll be an interest. And Georg and I were standing there and he was saying, you should put community health on the board. And I was like, I don't want to. And he's like, no, you should put community health on the board. People might come. And I'm like, I really don't feel like doing that. And he kept bugging me <laughs> to do this. And I actually said to him, I said, fine, I'll, we'll put it on there. We'll write it on there, but nobody will come. And then you and I can work on a paper during this hour that we have this session. I took the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so we put community health on the board and I, I don't, we had probably 50 or 60 people show up at this birds of a feather session. Holy crap. I always like to say we had so much interest. We had to pull in chairs from the other rooms. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So Honestly, it exists from the Chaos Project kind of exists from this clearly expressed interest from a a huge number of people at this session. So that was probably the main impetus. From there, we had reached out to the Linux Foundation, folks at the Linux Foundation, by saying clearly there's an expressed interest in community health. Perhaps we should organize around this. And that was really the origin of the, the Chaos Project. That's so cool. So can you answer one question that I hope listeners are as interested in as I am? Is chaos a backronym or an actual acronym? Like, was it something that was thought of ahead of time or was it, we want to get to chaos? How do we, what words do we put in order to get there? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be a secret. We can keep it a secret. (laughs) No, no, I, 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 it was probably a little bit of both. There's actually some dispute actually as to who came up with the name. Believe it or not. So Ooh, that's juicy. <laughs> Let's save that for another episode. <laughs> so uh, honestly, it was, we knew that we were interested in community health. So the name was generally around there. So maybe we had the CH part to start with. But from that point, <laughs> I get kind yeah. of what I remember is we were working with the Linux Foundation, setting up the group and putting together the governance document. And we just needed to put something on the top of the document. And we we're going back and forth for like two, three weeks on what the name should be. And yeah, at some point, someone suggested chaos and it just rang a bell with everyone. One thing that I want to add is there's a second part to the origin story that started before Matt and I went to the leadership summit. The Linux Foundation was hiring and still is hiring Biturgia to get metrics for its project. And Biturgia has been in conversations with 
the Linux Foundation to take the Grimoire Lab project and make it a Linux Foundation project. And so when we had this interest in metrics, the Linux Foundation said, okay, we have Biturja with the tools. We have the academics who want to understand this problem. We have the companies and our members who really need these metrics. So let's bring everyone together and have this project, which turned into the chaos project, to solve it from all sides at once. So we had all the right ingredients and it just, uh, yeah, start from there. Found order in the chaos. All right. I'm sorry. That's my one bad okay. reference. That's totally <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so Don, maybe you can start to bring us through what the structure of chaos looks like and your involvement. Yeah, sure. So, so I got involved in the chaos project a little bit after it formed. So in 2017, when it sort of started, I was midway through my PhD and I'd actually been, I'd been using Baturgia tools for years before that and throughout my whole PhD. So 2015 through 2018 or so, I was um, using the Grimoire Labs tool set as part of building the data sets for my, for my PhD. So I was I was knee-deep in working in all of the tools for years and years, but actually being able to spend the time to work on the chaos project didn't really happen until after I finished the PhD. So that's when I started to get involved. So it was a little bit later, probably more like 2018 when I started getting involved in, in the chaos project. But the other part of your question, Matt, was kind of the, the structure of the chaos project. So one of the things that we quickly realized with with the project is that there's just a lot of metrics that can be defined and a lot of things going on. So we just, we kind of broke it down into various working groups. So we have working groups for things like risk. We have working groups for diversity and inclusion, which is one that I'm particularly involved in. So we have working groups around sort of the different major areas that you might define the metrics in. And that seems to work pretty well because it gives people some, some structure and some focus around the different metrics. And it allows people to get involved in an area where they are particularly passionate about. So if you're interested in, you know, in, in risk, for example, you get involved in that working group. That makes sense. Yeah, one of the working groups that I've gotten involved in just recently as a maintainer is the value group. Uh, kind of back to my origin story of just not understanding how the hell you explain the value of this intangible connection with people in a corporate context. It's just really important to me that we can standardize a library of those types of metrics for others. So with Value Group, I'm really excited to learn more of what you're doing in DNI. And you know, there's also the common one I think is worth throwing out to people that there is this standardization in the middle, things that kind of fit across organizations. And yeah, we context. refer to the common working group as kind of the, the land of misfit metrics because it's all of the <laughs> metrics that don't necessarily fit in any of the other working groups, but that are important regardless. We actually started that working group when we started talking about organizational affiliation and realizing that it was, it was common across all the working groups, but nobody was actually defining what it means to be affiliated to an organization. And that, that's what kind of started it. And then since then, we've defined a bunch of other metrics within that and are continuing to work on more. Oh, I had a question for you, Matt. Since you're the one who joined the Chaos Project last, what was it like to come to the Chaos Project? And what was your experience with getting engaged? That was not planned, dear audience. So I, I do have to think about this on the fly. It was 
wonderful and slightly overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of pieces at play. There's the the governance of it. There's the different working groups. But it only took a a moment or two to find where to communicate with people, which is, I think, a real sign of success where I joined knowing I care about value. So I started writing, opening issues and talking to people through the GitHub repository for it. Right on the readme, it says when the meetings are and where the docs are. So I just jumped in. So that part was really cool. It's only taken you know less than a month to feel like I get the context of how the, the different groups fit together. And I've also a reasonably new contributor in the Kubernetes community, which is, you know, a, a pretty massive one as well. So I'd say this is order of magnitude, more straightforward to get involved in to bring this all together. So, so yeah, it's not terribly challenging at all. And I think I'm the only person on the panel today without a PhD. So I can definitively say that just bringing the skills that we have, especially for listeners that are in industry, that context of like how you're valued and how you understand DNI and how you calculate risk in your organization is just so incredibly appreciated by everyone. And I, I love that we're a mashup of academics and, and industry together. And there are people in the nonprofit space and for-profit. It, it really is a, an intersection of so many different skills and, and categories that find contributing to be already incredibly valuable to both my career and to me personally. It's a to see all this. So that's a very soft pitch towards people to get involved no matter where you are and what you do. Yeah. And I think the other thing to remember is that we're really looking for, for people to contribute with all kinds of different skills. Like a lot of the metrics that we're defining, you, you don't need to be able to write, write any code. You don't have to build any tools. We spend a lot of time talking about things like you know, what does it mean to be affiliated with an organization? What are some of the things you need to think about when you measure it? And, and the same thing with a lot of the diversity and inclusion, the DNI metrics. A lot of those are things like, you know, do you have a code of conduct? And that's, you know, so some of these metrics are less about tools and writing code and a lot more about thinking about what it means to measure some of these things and, and figuring out creative ways to get the information that you need to determine whether a project is healthy or not. So anybody can participate. Can I add here to that the, the chaos project, um, one of the approaches we take is we don't have all the answers, but we work with you, <laughs> anybody who wants to contribute to help find those answers of understanding community health better and articulate ways of seeing community health. So the chaos project is here to help capture the very broad set of ways that people look at community health and bring that down to a way that can be articulated clearly and consumed consistently by others. And, and we have tooling that can help do that. And we have programs that can help do that uh, as well. I think that's a really great transition into that last segment of today's Hello World episode of the Chaos Podcast, which is why do we start this podcast? And as Matt just explained, the, the metrics is something that is highly contextualized and how people use metrics, how you get them in your community, that is very much dependent on your community. And so this podcast for me, and we can go around and talk about what we want to get out of this podcast going forward and what we hope this to be, is for me, I would love to bring 
people who have done metrics successfully and share those stories and talk about how they went about doing their metric work and how that has impacted and helped them in their communities. Yeah, fantastically said, uh, Georg. Um, You know, when it comes to podcasting, I've been, I just love this medium. I think there's something really special about, you know, just listening to people talk to each other and share their stories. It feels like you get to listen in on really powerful conversations of people just hanging out and having coffee. Uh, And I think that's the way we learn this. Like uh, metrics don't have strong opinions, but the people that use them absolutely do. And I think we're going to build in this podcast a kaleidoscope of different experiences with metrics, different ways in which we frame them, different ways of uh, valuing a metric based on what the business is doing, based on what our goals are. So I think the more we can kind of capture these moments and explore this with people from all these diverse backgrounds and skill sets, uh, we'll, we'll end up with a, a really cool repository of knowledge. And that's what is so wonderful about this project and also podcasting as a medium. Yeah. And one of the things I think is going to be really valuable about this, this podcast is, you know, what I mentioned earlier, it's important for your data to support your business goals. And every company has slightly different business goals. And so what you measure and how you approach it and how you, how you look at data and what's important to you is going to be different based on the context that you're working in. So our goal really is to bring as many of those voices in as possible so that people can see different perspectives about how people are, how people are using the data, what's important to you, and get a, you know, just a bigger perspective. Yeah, well said. I, I, that's what I was going to say as well. So, <laughs> so you know, I think the goal of the Chaos Project and the goal of mine as well is, is to, if we think about community health, how do we make it transparent? How, how do we even make it visible? And then how do we make it actionable? So making it visible is one thing. Being able to take action on it is the second thing. And I think that's what is kind of resonating in, in what the podcast can provide. And we have to learn from others. We just have to, um, because that's, that's how we understand uh, what needs to be made transparent and, and how we can make that actionable in meaningful ways. Um, so for me, the, the podcast provides a way for me, it's maybe selfishly to learn what that might be, but then also, you know, more broadly capture that uh, as part of the chaos project. And if you think about the chaos project, our goal is really to get us off zero and get everyone better with how we use metrics and get some standardization around that. And right now we don't have that in the open source ecosystem. Everyone does their metrics a little bit different. They do it by themselves, there's no really good resource. That's why we started Chaos for this. But there is limitations to how much we can, we can define, how much we can standardize. And so I hope with this podcast to get all the nuances that we cannot document, all the nuances and details that otherwise would get lost if they only worked through documentation and through standardization. So I'm super excited to be starting this podcast and I, I can't wait yet to see what we're going to do with the next episode, <laughs> who we're going to bring in in the future. There are so many great people to talk to. And thanks, Georg, so, for starting all of this. Yeah, props to you, Georg. We uh, appreciate your ability to just keep things going on a cadence and have all the Google Docs for all the things. 
helpful. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you, Gary. So this this podcast idea is probably already two years old. Just the Chaos Project <laughs> has not been ready for it. We started out, we needed to build the baseline first. And now, now we are seeing people starting to use the Chaos Metrics, starting to talk about their implementations. And those are the stories that I really want to elevate with this podcast. And thank you so much also to all of you for, for volunteering to be panelists. The plan moving forward is that we as panelists invite speakers in or uh, have nice conversations with different people. So that's, that's the plan. So let's round off this podcast by highlighting our picks for this week. I, I have a pick if you want me to start. So my pick for the podcast is the Augur tool, which is one of the Chaos Project tools. I've been using that heavily over the past couple of weeks because I've, I've used, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the metrics grimoire tools and a lot of the Baturgia tools, but I hadn't really used Augur before. And what I'm finding really valuable about it is that the database is really well-structured and really well-optimized. And so I can use it to get any data that I want to get about my projects. And so I've been using it to build some some custom project health dashboards that have things that we care about at VMware so that I can measure just the bits that we care about and kind of build my own custom dashboards from the Augur tool. And so I'm finding it really valuable to just be able to, to use the database behind it. Yeah, we're going to have to have an episode on that alone. That sounds fascinating. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so my pick, slightly different theme this week, but I just want to give a shout out. My pick is to people that are making a lot of open source conversations happen through Zoom or whatever other video chat, just things to connect people right now. You know, we're, we are living in a time where everyone is hopefully doing social distancing. So we're all staying at home a lot more often. And I've noticed a lot of our open source community participants and people outside of open source are hosting Zoom chats and talking to each other and just making space for others to hang out. With that in mind, I joined one in the Kubernetes community and was, and we jokingly made a repo called Awesome Zoom Backgrounds because I don't know about all of you, but you can make Zoom a lot more entertaining with these goofy backgrounds. So we just started to aggregate those. So my, my pick is to make things more entertaining for you, add some backgrounds to your life, and add some, some images to the repository that we'll link to in the show notes. Ideally, they are Creative Commons, but if not, be respectful of copyright. But yeah, it's, it's super fun. You should do it. And I'm going to add one for the rest of this chat with our friends. What, what did you put as a background? They are, that? it's a bunch of raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all centered around you, looking at you, it looks like. It's like an army of raccoons. It makes me happy. I can go back to, <laughs> I think cats are a little less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> so many cats. My pick for this week is the interview between Jonah Bacon and Jessica Dean. It's on YouTube, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes. The title of the video or the interview is Open Source Community Health, Your Guide to Continuous Community Improvement. And I, I just rediscovered it this morning, and they're on target for so many aspects about community metrics and why you need to measure it and how you go about doing it, that uh, I can recommend you check it out. It's 5 minute 14 long. Very cool. How about you, Matt? Yep. So my pick is 
coming from a meeting that I was at maybe about a month ago at the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which is about essential open source software in the scientific domain and projects that they're funding in this space and how community health isn't just the purview of the corporate world, which is where I've been for a long time. That's kind of where my, my blinders were. But community health is important in spaces like scientific software and how we can understand the connections between projects and making sure that we sustain projects that are essential in the pursuit of science, even given particularly the times that we're at right now. Um, How can we understand open source as being critical in advancing science, say, in uh, the areas of infectious disease and making sure that those projects are, are sustained and live for a long time. So health lives in a variety of different places. Awesome. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our panelists for joining us. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on all the different platforms you use and uh, let us know on Twitter. We're still trying to find who is interested in what you're interested in. And we'd love to hear back from you as early on as possible. But please share with people that also like metrics and communities and cats, all of the above. Dogs too. They're all great. (laughs) Thanks all. Definitely dogs too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Linode, with 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia, their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage options, and next-generation network. Linode delivers the performance you expect at a price that you don't. Get started on Linode today by going to linode.com chaos.